0: Well, um, man, it is—it is an honor to be here. It really is. Um, what a blessing to get to talk to this congregation. That's—that's that's given me so much. Um, if you don't know who I am, my name is Cade Richards, and I used to go to this church. Um, but for the past five years, I've been off at college at Arkansas Tech University, and I was an intern at a campus ministry there called the CCSC. I know it's a mouthful, like CCSE, OP, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous, huh? We've got to find a better name. But that's where I've been for the past five years, and I was an intern there for three years, and in the past year, I've been doing an apprenticeship, learning how to do practical ministry in hopes of uh, becoming a campus minister, man. And it all, it all started right here, really. Um, and so I just want to take a, a few minutes to, to brag on you guys. I... I, uh, I really don't know where I would be without this congregation, and I, I honestly mean that. Like I seriously have no idea where I would be. Um, this congregation supports me um, financially, spiritually, and it all began right here. This is the beginning of my spiritual journey. Um, I can remember coming to this church for the very first time. I really didn't, didn't care at all about church, to be honest with you guys. I, I can remember sitting right over there, and I had no idea what the preacher said that morning. I was thinking more about poblanos than anything. <laughs> um, but I remember, you know, after church, tons of people coming up to me and my family and talking to us, like they genuinely cared what we had to say. And even crazier to me was that they invited us out to lunch, and I was like, you guys hang out outside of church? This is kind of weird. Um, but it all started right here. And it, it's just, I don't want to go too strong on this, but I really don't know where I would be spiritually without this congregation. Um, so I just can't thank you guys enough. So for those of you who don't know me, um, that's what has been going on in my life. You know, and it started right here, and I've been working at a campus ministry. Um, You also might kind of identify me through my parents. Um, I'm the son of that old salty dog, Todd Richards. Um, I'm not going to call my mom a salty dog. I don't think that would be wise. Um, But my mom is an incredible lady, and it's taken me going off to college um, and really just getting away to get a perspective on what I had in this church and what I had through my family. Um, So... You know, this church taught me, just like we were talking about in class, that, that ministry is not really done inside these walls. I'd say the two things that this church taught me was that you don't do ministry here, um, and they just taught me about grace. You guys taught me about grace and love, and I feel like this is the first time I've ever been a part of a community who love God and... Uh, you know, that's just something I want other people to experience. And that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm here today standing before you is because I just wish people had the same opportunities that I've had. So I came here my junior year and my senior year back. I graduated in 2009 and then I was kicked out of the nest, um, went up to college. And, you know, you guys have been singing my praises, but, you know, I, I, uh, I tested the waters a little bit in college, if you catch my drift. You know, I had the full college experience, you might say. Um, but I realized pretty quickly that, that that wasn't, you know, that wasn't for me. You know, that didn't really bring a whole lot of joy to my life. You know, it, yeah, it's fun for some people, um, but it just wasn't for me. So I can remember sitting in my dorm room. One, one afternoon, I was just sitting there, and I was thinking about stuff, and I was like, okay, God, you know, here we go. You know, I don't drink anymore, I don't smoke. Um, I, I use minimal cuss words. I only when I stub my toe or something like that. Um, you know, what, what more do you want from me? And that's, that's really, that was the next step in my journey of faith. Um, I, really, I really began to realize that Christianity is not just a list of don't-dos. Um, that it, it totally encapsulates your entire life. It's about what you do on Tuesdays. It's about what you do on Thursdays. It's about what you do in the cafeteria at Tech. Um, that's true Christianity. And so, that's when I got plugged in with the campus ministry I'm at, the Church of Christ Student Center. And for me, that that place was really where the Word became flesh. You know, I can remember sitting, sitting in classes um, before that, and preachers would say things like, you know, you just got to love God more. You just got to keep following Him. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> like, what does that mean to me as a student at Arkansas Tech University? Well, the Student Center was a place where I got to live and do life with people who were like me. You know, college students who were trying to figure out what it meant to follow Jesus in 2014 on a college campus. And man, that was such a blessing for me. And that just. You know, I, I grew in my faith and my understanding of what it meant to follow Jesus. Um, and I'm not up here saying that, you know, I I made a complete shift that day, and and I've been a, a complete angel ever since. Because that's that's definitely not it. I, uh, I I'm standing before you guys still a sinner today and still in need of God's grace. And I think a lot of you would say the same. Um, but What I want to talk to you guys about is, you know, I think that a lot of us do this in different ways. But I I said that I went to college so that I could better myself. I was going for knowledge. I was going to get a better job. Um, But really, I think I was just looking for, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And really, if you just boil it down to the essentials, you know, I wanted my life to have meaning in some way. And I think that that's true for college students at Arkansas Tech University. I think it was true for me. And I think it's true right here in Mineral Springs, Arkansas. I think that people do things. um, They're involved in different activities, hobbies. But really, they're just looking for their life to have meaning. And so, you may be up here today wondering, why is this guy who's a little sunburned, he's pretty pale too, you know why is he up here talking to me about you know this campus ministry and how this church has changed his life? Well, I learned a long time ago um, in my long twenty three years <laughs> that I really don 't have any anything good to say um, I, I really don 't um, what What I do have is the word of God, and that 's what I want to take you guys to this morning and uh, so I'm going to break probably a cardinal rule of preaching here. I'm going to read an entire chapter of the Bible. It's Luke 15. I would love for every one of you to turn over to Luke 15 right now. If you guys wouldn't mind, I would absolutely love it if y'all would stand up as I read the Word of God and we could just listen to these stories. We're going to read three parables and... uh, I think you'll kind of see a common theme throughout them. And to me, this is honestly one of the most beautiful sections of all Scripture. And I honestly mean that. And this is something I'm very passionate about. So without further ado, Luke 15. It says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, This man comes, welcomes sinners, and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one in open country, or and loses one of them, does he not leave the 99 in open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Here's another one. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. And in this last one, many of you guys know, it's a parable of the lost son, of the prodigal son. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe to put on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. For he was lost and is found, so he began to celebrate. So, I don't know what the Christian equivalent of like throwing tomatoes is, but don't start throwing Gideons at me because I read that much. Um, So you guys can sit down. This is something I don't want you guys to miss. Did did you notice what happened in those three parables right there? God is talking about one thing. He uses three stories again, again, again. And I'm here this morning to tell you guys one thing, just one thing that God is relentlessly going after lost people. That's it. He's relentlessly going after lost people, and He doesn't want just some of them. He wants all of them. And so I, I just love these stories, man. These, these three stories. You had the first one, and you have this lost sheep. He's got a whole flock of sheep. He's got 99, and one wanders off. But God doesn't want just 99 of His sheep. He wants all of them. He's going to leave 99 to follow one and get one. Because God loves lost people. Then you have this next story. This woman who's got 10 coins. She loses one. But she sweeps furiously, sweeping this house, looking for this lost coin. Why? Because God doesn't want just most of His children. He doesn't want nine of His coins, if you will. He wants all of them and then you know the most famous story of all i would say the prodigal son you know we love the story because of the image of the son and the the father running back together and embracing it's a beautiful image but what about the end of the story where you got the, the old grumpy brother i got a few of those myself The end of the story you got this like I don't know, he's just in a bad mood, this brother. And he's like, he's getting on to his dad for what he's done. But if you listen to what the father says at the end, this father's just like God. He doesn't want just a few of his boys. He doesn't want just one of his boys. He wants all of his boys to come to him. And that's that is the heart of God, guys. That is the heart of God. He doesn't want just some of us. He did not want just <laughs> the good kids. He, he, he wants all of us. And so that's what I get fired up about. And that's what I believe we're doing at Arkansas Tech University is gathering lost people. Um, how does this all relate, man? My story began here, and I believe I was a, I was a lost person. And you guys were a part of, the, of my prodigal son's story um, and I just want to be a part of the story for someone else and I think that all of you in here would probably say the same thing um, I'm not up here this morning as a as a hey look at me kind of sermon that, that's not what I want to do here I'm up here to tell you guys that I'm, I'm really average in every way um, I know that we get caught up in a lot of the statistics. You know, Dad talked about the book UnChristian this morning and it talks about, you know, the percentage of students who are in high school, then they go to college and they just leave the faith completely. And it's up to like 400% now. That's a math joke for you guys. Um, but it, it seems like it gets worse and worse and worse every year. But I, I'm here to tell you guys it's not all gloom and doom out there. I mean, I've seen God working in powerful ways through college students. My life and other college students. I'm here to tell you guys that God is alive and working around us today. Can I get an amen? I, uh, I've seen it firsthand. Um. I believe that we have the best news in the entire world. you guys believe that? I mean, do you guys believe that, that what we talk about every Sunday morning has the power to change lives? I believe we do. You know, it, it's literally, the gospel is the good news. That's what we have. And so, I believe that we have to, we've got to believe in what we're selling, Really? Um, and it really just comes down to, to getting over ourselves and just telling people about it. I have a few stories for you guys on how the gospel is changing lives today. I got a buddy named Carl who, he, when he was a freshman, he came to the CCSC, the campus ministry at Arkansas Tech, and he was dating this girl, and she, she came from a Church of Christ family, and, Carl's a good guy, but he's, he's never gone to church in his entire life. His family is just a, a good, they're just a good family, um, but they've never been to church, so, um, Carl, his girlfriend's name was Allison, so Allison's parents were on him, you know, like, you've got to go to the student center, you got to go to the, the campus ministry, and so he agreed just to get him off, off of his back, really, and so, Carl comes into the student center, and, um, god just takes over i mean god starts working in his life and now he's one of the best interns we have he's given his life for christ i mean think about the repercussions of that i mean he has literally changed his family tree and it's because the gospel is alive and well today so i got another story for you guys um so at the beginning of the year this past year we had a free meal and whenever we have a free meal at tech the kids come running um, broke college kids, you know, mama's casseroles from the local church—they're beating the doors down. Um, but this girl came in. Her name was Kendall. So Kendall gets her plate. And she sits down at the the table. And our campus minister, our female campus minister, goes up to her and she starts engaging her in conversation. And uh, they get to talking, kind of hit it off. And she asks Kendall, you know, where do you go to where do you go to church, Kendall? And Kendall says church, like, I don't go to church, He said, I'm not a Christian, I don't have anything against you guys, but I'll never become a Christian, well, Kendall started coming around the student center just to do, at first, she just used our library, it was a little quieter than the uh, tech library, and she sits around, and, and our students engage her, and she's talking to them, well, long story short, she decides to come on a trip with us, a retreat, um, we go down to Panama City Beach, Florida where a couple thousand college students are at a rally and they're praising God. It's absolutely incredible. But at the end of that conference, she stands up before our entire group. You know, We have 70 students there and she says, I think I'm, a, I'm becoming a Christian. And that's, that's the moments we have to live for. So fast forward another month I'm apprenticing under a guy named Neil Reynolds. His father's here today. He's an incredible mentor of mine. Um, but we were doing towards the end of the year, he gave an entire lesson, you know, he's just up there crushing it on uh, on how he, he wanted people to respond to the love of Jesus in a public way. And so Neil he gives this lesson about, you know, responding to Jesus, responding to his lordship. And Kendall comes up to me, right after that, she like beelines for me and I'm just like deer in the headlights back there. And she's like, I think I want to be baptized. And I was like, oh, I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, like I've never done anything like that before so I'm like getting ready for it. I'm in the back. I'm like, okay. No, it's too fast, too fast. Like, too too gentle, too gentle. <laughs> and so, I'm, I'm getting worked up. You know, I, I know she wants to be baptized and you know, I'm like, playing it over in my head like don't mess this up don't mess this up like um but she stands up before our group again and I almost missed it because I was you know worried about messing up the baptism but she says I gave up on God but God didn't give up on me and so that's why I'm doing what I want to do um Because I just think if people had the same opportunities that I've had here at this church and at the campus ministry, there's no way that someone couldn't give their life or they wouldn't give their life to Christ. It's just impossible in my opinion. So I think as Christians, we we have a core belief, and you may not know it, but I think one of our core beliefs as Christians is that we believe that the, the future can be better than the present. I believe that the future can be better than the present and that we have the means to do so. So we believe that the future can be better than the present and that the church, the body of Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit, has a means to make that future a reality. It was true for Carl. It was true for me. It was true for Kendall. And it's true for a lot of you today. Um, So I just leave you with one question. You have these stories of the prodigal sons, the stories of the lost sheep. And I just want to ask you guys, what are you doing to be a part of these stories? What are you doing to reflect the character of God of relentlessly pursuing lost people? I know what my answer is because I developed this sermon. (laughs) It was a bit of a booby trap. Um... Because of you guys and because of, you know, the people I was connected with at, at Tech, my dream is to one day start a campus ministry at a, at a university that doesn't have one. Um, but I don't, I don't think it has to be like that for everybody. We talked about this in class this morning. Not everybody needs to be a, a preacher. Not everybody needs to be a minister. You know, what the world needs is more, more school teachers, more physical therapists, more horse dentists. Um, Any more people looking at the world around them. You know, go to your job. You don't have to, to go to Africa to serve God. Go to your job and just just look for lost people. Look for the people that don't know Christ. So I think that that is the gospel right there. And that's how you spread the gospel. Um, So I'm just up here this morning to thank you guys. Um, I know that was short, but I just want to thank you guys for everything that you've done for me. And I just want you to be be looking for lost people. To look around and just notice that there are people who are are hurting inside. um, And it's our job to relentlessly pursue them, to go after them. So... Um, I don't know if you guys if you guys need anything, um, but if you do, come to the forward as we uh, as we stand and sing.